Prelude to the Egoist. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson. The Egoist by George Meredith. Prelude. A chapter of which the last page only is of any importance. Comedy is a game played to throw reflections upon social life, and it deals with human nature in the drawing-room of civilised men and women, where we have no dust of the struggling outer world, no mire, no violent crashes, to make the correctness of the representation convincing. Credulity is not wooed through the impressionable senses, nor have we recourse to the small circular glow of the watchmaker's eye to raise in bright relief minutest grains of evidence for the rooting of incredulity. The comic spirit conceives a definite situation for a number of characters, and rejects all accessories in the exclusive pursuit of them and their speech. For being a spirit, he hunts the spirit in men, vision and ardour constitute his merit. He has not a thought of persuading you to believe in him. Follow, and you will see. But there is a question of the value of a run at his heels. Now the world is possessed of a certain big book, the biggest book on earth, that might indeed be called the Book of Earth, whose title is the Book of Egoism and it is a book full of the world's wisdom, so full of it and of such dimensions is this book, in which the generations have written ever since they took to writing, that to be profitable to us the book needs a powerful compression. Who, says the notable humorist, in allusion to this book, who can studiously travel through sheets of leaves, now capable of a stretch from the lizard to the last few poor pulmonary snips and shreds of leagues, dancing on their toes for cold, explorers tell us, and catching breath by good luck, like dogs at bones about a table, on the edge of the pole? Inordinate, unvaried length, sheer longinquity, staggers the heart, ages the very heart of us at a view. And how if we manage finally to print one of our pages on the crow-scalp of that solitary majestic outsider? We may get him into the book, yet the knowledge we want will not be more present with us than it was when the chapters hung their end over the cliff you ken of at Dover, where sits our great lord and master, contemplating the seas without, upon the reflex of that within. In other words, as I venture to translate him, humorists are difficult, it is a piece of their humour to puzzle our wits, the inward mirror, the embracing and condensing spirit, is required to give us those interminable mile-post piles of matter, extending well nigh to the very pole, in essence in chosen samples, digestibly. I conceive him to indicate that the realistic method of a conscious transcription of all the visible, and a repetition of all the audible, 
is mainly accountable for our present branfulness and that prolongation of the vasty and the noisy out of which as from an undrained fen steams the malady of sameness our modern malady we have the malady whatever may be the cure or the cause we drove in a body to science the other day for an antidote which was as if tired pedestrians should mount the engine-box of headlong trains and science introduced us to our o'er-hoary ancestry them in the oriental posture whereupon we set up a primeval chattering to rival the amazon forest nigh nightfall cured we fancied and before daybreak our disease was hanging on to us again with the extension of a tail we had it fore and aft we were the same and animals into the bargain that is all we got from science art is the specific we have little to learn of apes and they may be left the chief consideration for us is what particular practice of art in letters is the best for the perusal of the book of our common wisdom so that with clearer minds and livelier manners we may escape as it were into daylight and song from a land of foghorns shall we read it by the watchmaker's eye in luminous rings eruptive of the infinitesimal or pointed with examples and types under the broad alpine survey of the spirit born of our united social intelligence which is the comic spirit wise men say the latter they tell us that there is a constant tendency in the book to accumulate excess of substance and such repleteness obscuring the glass it holds to mankind renders us inexact in the recognition of our individual countenances a perilous thing for civilization and these wise men are strong in their opinion that we should encourage the comic spirit who is after all our own offspring to relieve the book comedy they say is the true diversion as it is likewise the key of the great book the music of the book they tell us how it condenses whole sections of the book in a sentence volumes in a character so that a fair pan of a book outstripping thousands of leagues when unrolled may be compassed in one comic sitting for verily say they we must read what we can of it at least the page before us if we would be men one with an index on the book cries out in a style pardonable to his fervency the remedy of your frightful affliction is here through the stillatory of comedy and not in science nor yet in speed whose name is but another for voracity why to be alive to be quick in the soul there should be diversity in the companion throbs of your pulses interrogate them they lump along like the old loblegs of dobbin the horse or do their business like cudgels of carpet thwackers expelling dust or the cottage clock pendulum teaching the infant hour over midnight simple arithmetic this too in spite of bacchus and let them gallop let them gallop with the god bestriding them gallop to hymen gallop to hades 
they strike the same note monstrous monotonousness has enfolded us as with the arms of amphitrity we hear a shout of war for a diversion comedy he pronounces to be our means of reading swiftly and comprehensively she it is who proposes the correcting of pretentiousness of inflation of dullness and of the vestiges of rawness and grossness to be found among us she is the ultimate civiliser the polisher a sweet cook if he says she watches over sentimentalism with a birch rod she is not opposed to romance you may love and warmly love so long as you are honest do not offend reason a lover pretending too much by one foot's length of pretence will have that foot caught in her trap in comedy is the singular scene of charity issuing of disdain under the stroke of honourable laughter an aerial released by prospero's wand from the fetters of the damned witch sycorax and this laughter of reason refreshed is floriferous like the magical great gale of the shifty spring deciding for summer you hear it giving the delicate spirit his liberty listen for comparison to an unleavened society a low as of the udderful cow past milking hour oh for a titled ecclesiastic to curse to excommunication that unholy thing so far an enthusiast perhaps but he should have a hearing concerning pathos no ship can now set sail without pathos and we are not totally deficient of pathos which is i do not accurately know what if not the ballast reducible to moisture by patent process on board our modern vessel for it can hardly be the cargo and the general water supply has other uses and ships well charged with it seem to sail the stiffest there is a touch of pathos the egoist surely inspires pity he who would desire to clothe himself at everybody's expense and is of that desire condemned to strip himself stark naked he if pathos ever had a form might be taken for the actual person only he is not allowed to rush at you roll you over and squeeze your body for the briny drops there is the innovation you may as well know him out of hand as a gentleman of our time and country of wealth and station a not flexile figure do what we may with him the humour of whom scarcely dimples the surface and is distinguishable but by very penetrative very wicked imps whose fits of roaring below at some generally imperceptible stroke of his quality have first made the mild literary angels aware of something comic in him when they were one and all about to describe the gentleman on the heading of the records baldly where brevity is most complimentary as a gentleman of family and property an idol of a decorous island that admires the concrete imps have their freakish wickedness in them to kindle detective vision malignly do they love to uncover ridiculousness in imposing figures wherever they catch sight of egoism they pitch their camps they circle and squat and forthwith they trim their lanterns 
confident of the ludicrous to come so confident that their grip of an english gentleman in whom they have spied their game never relaxes until he begins insensibly to frolic and antic unknown to himself and comes out in the native steam which is their scent of the chase instantly off they scour egoist and imps they will it is known of them dog a great house for centuries and be at the birth of all the new heirs in succession diligently taking confirmatory notes to join hands and chime their chorus in one of their merry rings round the tottering pillar of the house when his turn arrives as if they had possibly they had smelt of old date a doomed colossus of egoism in that unborn unconceived inheritor of the stuff of the family they dare not be chuckling while egoism is valiant while sober while socially valuable nationally serviceable they wait aforetime a grand old egoism built the house it would appear that ever finer essences of it are demanded to sustain the structure but especially would it appear that a reversion to the gross original beneath a mask and in a vein of fineness is an earthquake at the foundations of the house better that it should not have consented to motion and have held stubbornly to all ancestral ways than have bred that anachronic spectre the sight however is one to make our squatting imps in circle grow restless on their haunches as they bend eyes instantly ears at full cock for the commencement of the comic drama of the suicide if this line of verse be not yet in our literature through very love of self himself he slew let it be admitted for his epitaph end of prelude recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey